Welcome to the Gospel Saves podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. I'm Wade Stanley, an evangelist with the Church of Christ. Please visit thegospelsaves.me for blogs, videos, and Bible studies. You can also find The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back to my ongoing study of the Church. This is Episode 8, Worshiping God in Spirit. If you find this or any of my other content helpful, please consider giving the podcast a five-star rating and leaving a review. If you're watching this on the Gospel Saves YouTube channel, please give the video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and click the bell icon to receive notifications when I upload new content. All of these small gestures help the good news of Jesus Christ reach more people. So you can help me preach the gospel and teach the doctrine of Christ's church to as many people as possible. I appreciate your help. Over the past three studies, we have looked at the church as God's temple and how the church is not only God's temple, but we are also priests, saints, and ministers within that temple. This study focuses on the various attitudes we should adopt as we worship God in spirit, reverence, humility, devotion, and self-sacrifice. These attitudes run counter to the selfish, casual, proud, and religiously apathetic culture of 21st century America. And when we add sincere gratitude and adoration and real sacrifice to our attitude of worship, we are truly worshiping God in spirit. On our last program, we were talking about how we, as the temple of God, as priests in the temple of God, go about worshiping God. As I mentioned on last week's program, the The cornerstone passage for Christian worship is found in the fourth chapter of the book of John, verses 21 through 24. And in that passage, Jesus tells us that God is seeking people to worship him in spirit and truth. And we talked about what worship means, how it is a uh, a humbling of oneself, the idea of bowing down, falling down prostrate before God, kissing his feet, kissing the hem of his garment, All those sorts of things are involved in worship. And then we also talked about what Jesus means by truthful worship. And as I understand it, worshiping in truth means that I come to understand who God is and how he wants to be worshiped. The Samaritans to whom Jesus was speaking in John chapter 4, they had an idea of who God was and they had a desire to worship him. But Jesus says, you worship what you do not know. They were worshiping him in ignorance. We also see examples in the book of Matthew in particular of Jesus criticizing the Jews for worshiping God in vain. They had mixed together commandments from God and commandments from men. And because they had mixed those two things together, it made their worship in vain. So we want to worship God in truth. We don't want to repeat the sin of Cain by offering God something he does not desire. Instead, we need to understand who God is and what he requires of us. We also talked about what it meant to worship God in spirit. And I believe that this includes the inward person, that our heart, our mind is engaged in the the process of worship and that the Holy Spirit is at work inside of us as we are worshiping God. I think this is what Jesus means. And and it also comes down, I think, to our attitude. There are attitudes that I think are necessary 
in worship. I think the first attitude we all need to have is a reverence, a proper reverence, a fear of the Lord, a wonder and awe at the majesty and greatness of God. Now, I don't want to be too critical of folks out there, but it seems to me in our day and age, this is something that our culture has lost. In my estimation, and please understand, this is just my judgment, but in my estimation, it seems that in our desire to create a, a family atmosphere, a sense of intimacy and togetherness within churches, we may have gone too far. We may have become too familiar with one another, too relaxed, if you will. Now, I'm not suggesting for a moment that we return to an austere form of Christianity that is sober and joyless and has no emotion in it whatsoever. I don't think that that's what the Lord expects of us. However, I do believe we need to bear in mind that when we come together as the church, we are the body of Christ that has been bought by his blood and that we are worshiping the creator of the universe. There is a reverence that I believe needs to accompany that a respect, a deep sense of awe at the majesty of God. So I want to encourage you in, in desiring a good thing, which I think is, is creating a tightly knit sense of family, a tightly knit sense of togetherness. We should not sacrifice in that endeavor the reverence that we should have for God. So as you're worshiping God, I ask you just to step back and think, am I giving God his due? Am I showing him the reverence that he deserves? It seems to me that another attitude that needs to be present when we worship God is humility. I think it was C.S. Lewis who once said, humility is not thinking less of oneself, it's thinking of oneself less. You know, a lot of people have this idea that if I look down on myself, if I'm critical of myself, if I have what we might call a low self-esteem, that, that that's a, a version of humility. Well, that's not humility at all. Humility means that I'm not thinking of myself in any way whatsoever. It means I'm always placing someone else before me. And in this case, when it comes to worship, we want to place God before us. To not think of how I benefit from this, but rather think of what I can offer God. That's humility. In Isaiah 66, verses 1 and 2, the Lord says, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me, and where is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord, but this is the one to whom I will look, he who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. That's the attitude God wants. He doesn't care about these big facilities that we build, these incredible buildings. He says, "What? Well, I've made all these things. You can't give these things to me. They already belong to me anyways. What God is really interested in is the humble and contrite spirit, the one who looks at God and thinks, you know what? 
God, you are everything. I want to give you everything. And I, I place myself at the absolute back of the line. That's humility. And I like that final thing that, I, that God says through Isaiah. He says, he is interested in the one who trembles at his word. When was the last time you trembled at the word of God? where you read something or heard something, maybe at church or maybe just on your own, and you thought, wow, that's enough to bring me to my knees. Well, that's the sort of worship, that's the sort of attitude that God desires us to have. So in concert with our reverence for God, we need to have a sense of humility as well. And to that, I would add a, a strong sense of devotion. This, too, I think, is something that we may be lacking in our day and age. We live in an age where commitments are, are thought of lightly, where it's easy for us to place other things before the church. And in doing so, we are not showing, in my estimation, the sort of devotion that God is really interested in. In Mark chapter 12, verses 32 and 33, a scribe had asked Jesus, what was the greatest commandment? And as you might recall, Jesus responded that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two great commandments. And the scribe responds to him in Mark 12, verse 32, you are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one and there is no other besides him. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. What matters to God? Does it matter to him how much money you put in the collection plate? What matters to him is the attitude with which that is placed in the collection plate. Do you place it there out of love for God, loving him with all the heart, the understanding, the devotion that we've been talking about? Have you really turned your entire being over to God? Because this is the sort of thing that God's looking for. This is what means more to him, as the scribe says, than all the offerings and the sacrifices under the old law. He wants people who are devoted to him, committed to him. And then finally, I think we need, in the temple of God, a sense of sacrifice, a service, of ministering in that temple of God, that that attitude needs to be present. You know, I had someone ask me recently, why do we come together as churches? Well, again, in our day and age, people think of church as something that I need. I go to church because I'm going to get something out of it. I go to church because it's going to benefit me. But in reality, church is not about me at all. When I assemble together with brothers and sisters, 
If my attitude is on me, then I have the wrong attitude. My attitude instead needs to be on worshiping God and serving my brothers and sisters in Christ. We're going to get into that a little bit more when we talk about the body, what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. But I wanted to plant that, that kernel of thought. If you go to church expecting to get something out of it for yourself, then I submit to you that you are probably going to church with the wrong attitude. As we begin to close this particular topic, I, I want to think about just a couple more things. How do you express your worship to God? Well, remember that worship is a response to what God has done for us. I worship Him because He has done so many things for Him, and I'm responding to what He has done. As Paul says in Romans chapter 11, verse 36, For from Him and through Him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. God has given me all these good things, and it's in response to these blessings that I worship him. We also express worship through our adoration, through praise and honoring God with our lips, as we talked about on last week's program, that it's the fruit of our lips that God is interested in, the sacrifice of the fruit of our lips. And then finally, let's never forget that in order to truly worship God, we have to be willing to offer sacrifice. Sacrifice is directly tied to worship. Moses does so in Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse number 10, when he talks about the children of Israel bringing the first fruits of the land to God to offer to him. Moses says, Then you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. You see, worship demands sacrifice. So how do you express your worship? Is it a response to what God has done for you? Are you giving God the adoration, the praise, the honor, the glory that he deserves? And are you sacrificing to him? This is what God demands of us. This is what it means to worship in spirit and truth. And this, my friends, is what it means to be priests in the temple of God. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will.